Bulldog and Friends is proud to be partnered with and bring awareness to the program Saving Innocence. Saving Innocence is a 10-year-old nonprofit agency based in Los Angeles that specializes in the recovery and the restoration of child victims of sex trafficking. A little bit of information. The average age of entry is just 12 years old as they begin their journey into exploitation and the most horrific form of child abuse bought and sold like somebody's property, and it's happening right here in our own backyard to our own American-born children. To learn more about how you can help, follow them on social media at Saving Innocence and visit their website to make a donation. Now we're proud to bring you Bulldog and Friends. Hi, my name is Todd Buller, and I've lived a blessed life. And I'm so excited to share my friends with you and that's why we created bulldog and friends it is thursday thursday and you know what that means bath time yes it's bath time bath time bulldog and friends we got a great one here and not just a good one we got a great one. I've known this guy for a long time. I've known him, the one, the only Mr. Sauter. I call him Mr. Sauter. James, Jimmy Sauter. We've been friends for 40 plus years. Played football together. Both lived in the golden ghetto area of Almaden Valley. That's right. You either lived on Redmond or Wallace where Jimmy lived or Camden or Menlo. There was a little thing right there. And that was kind of the golden ghetto, which those houses are worth couple million dollars now ridiculous but everybody in the bath world is so excited to welcome jimmy mr solder jimmy how you doing good it's nice to be with you yeah it's great i gotta, I gotta say uh, your podcasts are hilarious oh I, good i'm glad you like them they're really only as good as the guest is i'm not that good at this so that when the guests are good they're funny speak up loudly and here we go first question for mr Sauter: a favorite actor or actress i actually i thought about this i'm gonna go with james garner of the rockford files okay i like that tell me why james garner he wasn't afraid he he had this show he was a pi and the guy was always getting beat up. He he had he didn't care about getting getting whacked a couple of times. And it seemed like every show there was something happening that wasn't so great for him. And I I just I, I like actors that and also he's done a lot of movies and he's he's had a, a lot of different types of parts. So I yeah James Garner, it was a tough one. Clint Eastwood was one another one. Yeah. Jimmy Sauter likes a man. Mr. Sauter likes a man that can take a punch. Likes <laughs> a man that can get beat a little bit and come on back. All right. I love that. The next one is a good one. Favorite sports team you played on? Without a doubt, it's sophomore year. Your okay. brother was the coach, of course. I ended up missing about, I think it was about half the season with a knee injury, but still, by far and away, that was fantastic. I did uh, think I had a coaching experience with my son. I think he was in fifth grade. It was baseball. And it was like a bad news bears experience. And that's a close second. Now, Mr. Sauter, did you actually play on that team with the fifth graders? Because that would have been quite a story. You coached that team. I was was an assistant coach, yes. All right. Okay. That's a good one. Now, I'll tell you a little bit about Mr. Sauter and Jimmy's uh, football Jimmy Sauter laid the wood. Let's put it that way. That would be what we said. He brought the tongs, as I like to say it. He went after and he hit you. 
And I think probably Jimmy and I later in life, because we both used to hit people with our heads, we're probably going to have some <laughs> things that are – I've already had some things that are not good for the brain. So I, I, we, we came from the same kind of mold. It's like I'm, I'm leading with my head, and I'm going to hit you with my big cranium. So that's a great one. Well, that's, what, that's what they taught us back then. Hit them with your head. <laughs> exactly. And I loved it until now when we get older and we're just stumbling idiots. Okay. All right. Here we go. But Mr. Sauter is, uh, you, you, might, you still got that rugged good look. No, can't see him right now, but I can see Mr. Sauter. He's a good looking guy. So he may, he may not get some of the things that I'm going to get with the smashing brains. All right. Television show that you watch now that you would not have watched in high school. All right. This one is an easy one for me. I mean, I, it came right to my mind, The Curse of Oak Island. Okay. And no one's probably heard of it. No, so we need to hear about the curse of Oak Island. All right, the curse of Oak Island. There's a, there's a, the story goes that back, I guess, a couple hundred years, over 200 years ago, they've been looking for this treasure. And it's this little island off the uh, coast of Nova Scotia, Canada. And they, I mean, John Wayne was looking for uh, Theodore Roosevelt. I mean, it's gone through all these generations of people. They've been dig trying to dig this thing up. It's like, I don't know, the islands, I think only it's less than a square mile, but some of the, the nights of the, the, some of the rumors are that the Holy Grail and was buried there. And so it's been, it's been on for eight years. They still haven't found anything, <laughs> but I watch it. So, okay. So are the, it may be different parts of the world. They think Oak Island is, is it, is it in Nova Scotia? It's, it's technically part of Nova Scotia, but it's an island about, a, I think a mile off of Nova Scotia and there so there's I, it's on the history channel and I'm into the history channel quite a bit and so a lot of the shows there that have Pawn Stars you got American Pickers so I'm a big history channel buff that's good I like the history what would Mr. Gomes say about that remember Mr. Gomes did you have Mr. Gomes for history and probably like eighth grade I don't think I did I had he was the guy with the long beard oh Mr. Brown yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we were in the same class. He had one eye. Remember that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and then one time he took his eye out and put it in a glass of water and then went off to the bathroom and says, I'm keeping my eye. I don't recall that one, but I heard he did that. Yeah. Merritt Brown was his name, and he was one strange cat. Thank goodness for teaching, because I don't know if he could have got a job anywhere else, but he, he was a good guy. That's great. Merritt Brown and Mr. Sauter. Would Merritt Brown have worn a UCLA hat? I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. This is a good one, Jimmy. I want to hear your funniest story growing up. Give me a funny one. All right. This one, I, I had, I had a, a couple stories. and uh, Get a little closer, Jimmy, so we can hear you a little better. I even consulted with Keith Conover on this one. But I have to say, can you hear me? Yeah, a little more volume. We'll start that. Bo, I'll have to edit that out a little bit. I'm going to go Bo. I'm going to go again. How about this? Is this better? That sounds a little better. Just be, be loud. I'm going to go again, Bo. Here we go, Bo. You're going to have to edit that part. Here we go. Okay, Jimmy, funniest story. Give me a funny story. All right. I'm going to go with, we were, it was, a, it was a wedding story and. You're good. You're good. Keep going. Keep going. You're good. Okay. It, it's a wet, it, it, it's a, remember uh, a gentleman, Keith Falk, it was his yeah. wedding. Keith Conover and I were in his wedding party, along with Dante and a number of other folks. I think uh, Willie might have been in that. Anyway, so 
I'm going over to Keith's house to pick him up and he's trying on his tux. I hadn't, I had mine in the bag and Keith, <laughs> I walk in and Keith's dad's helping him get ready in his tuxedo. Keith's got the wrong color tux on. <laughs> and, and I, and I tell him that I said, Keith, you, you got the wrong color tux. I just, I couldn't stop laughing. And then he comes to, he says, well, he thought I was joking. He's chasing me all over the yard because I wouldn't show him my tux. I had the bag, I'm, my tux bag, I would not show him. But yeah, he actually had the wrong color tux. It was one of the funniest stories. There was another one with Dante and Dante and I went up fishing in, at Lake Shasta and we climbed down this canyon that supposedly only a few folks ever actually climbed down and went fishing. And you should have seen us. We had ropes and all this hard fishing gear. We're hand, we're going one at a time. We're handing over or passing it down. It took us probably over an hour to get down Box Canyon. Wow. We get down there and we look down the stream about a hundred yards. There's a guy with a barbecue and a lounge chair. <laughs> there was a nice path going down there and we couldn't believe it. So that, uh, yeah, there's there's so many funny stories. There's just there's a, there's quite a few. You're you have quite a number of you're in a number of those stories. <laughs> Jimmy, do you remember when we put, used to play football at I think it was the Millers, right? They lived right on the corner. Did you ever play in those games with the little? We had the little toy helmets, and we were just cracking each other. I don't know. We were. Do you remember some of those games? I think the DeMarcos played and... I don't remember the Millers. What, what street was that on? They, they lived right on the corner of Wallace and... Middlewood. And I think they were the Millers, yeah. Wallace and and Redmond. Okay. They had a little, a little side yard and man, for some reason, nobody read that you weren't supposed to hit with your head with those toy helmets, but literally, we were just killing each other and killing each other. I, I do remember that. Yeah, I think we think we we paired pretty good on that on those in those days with those, even though they were plastic helmets. <laughs> that was good. I love it. Those that's a great story. All right, we are coming to uh, a good one. If you, what would you tell your sixteen-year-old self from what you have learned in your? Are you fifty-seven or fifty-eight? I'm fifty-seven. Fifty-seven, just like me. Fifty-seven years of living. This one, it's. I don't. I hate to get super deep on the bulldog and friends, but I would have to say there. I would say having a have a closer relationship. Go to church and have a closer relationship with God. There's a lot to be thankful for, and, and we all have that. And it's. I don't think I appreciated the gifts that we, you know, that I and everybody around me had. And I think that's one thing. The other thing would be, don't be afraid to go out of your comfort zone. Oh, and well, that was, that was one that I definitely was. I, I kept with my UCLA hat and, and there was just so many things that I think that I, I would do differently now. Yeah. Those are, those are great ones. Yeah. It's we've, a couple of people have talked about their walk with God and things like, and that's great too. And and really, it's so hard for us where you're, I think other people have talked about, not out of your comfort zone, but you're just, when you're young, and I see it all the time in high school kids, you're just, you're just afraid of the kind of the unknown, and you just always go back to whatever you do know. And so, yeah, it, it is, is great. And I guess that's part of the lessons you learn when you grow up, right, that you come out of that. So yeah. those are great ones. Those are fantastic ones. All right. We got a question for you. This came out of, you might've thought this was a weird question, but this came out of several of my friends play football like you did for my brother, Eddie. Some people got cut by Eddie in baseball. 
So it would come up every once in a while, Eddie Buller, oh, Eddie Buller cut me, or oh, your brother did this, or, oh, yeah, I loved your brother. So we started this question about, oh, I don't know, about five or six in, Eddie Buller for or against? Definitely for Eddie. He had, I don't know what it was, but not only, I mean, it was Eddie, Coach Johnson, Campbell, and there was a, the linebacker coach. Moderano. Yeah, Moderano. <laughs> they were, they were a cast of characters that I'll never forget. And I think had a deep, a pretty good impact on my life in a positive way. But Eddie had, he had a way, I mean, the whole coaching staff, they had a way of bringing out the best in people. I think we had obviously some good talent, but I think they could, they could step it up a notch. And I think Eddie obviously proved that as he had a successful coaching career. Yeah, he, I, I call Eddie the master relationship builder and uh, he knew a lot of football, but he was good at that. Okay, my mom will be very happy with that. She doesn't like that question because some people could be against Eddie, but Jimmy Sauter, or as I like to say, Mr. Sauter is totally for him. That's great. All right, number seven, this one, we got we to gotta, we gotta dig into this, the UCLA hat. Oh, it disappeared. I want to say it was in college sometime. I'm not sure exactly when, but it just vanished. I have no idea where it went. Okay. Did you, did you scream out like in castaways when he lost Wilson? Did you, <laughs> did you just have one of those screams like you? I know I did for a, probably a day. But then the worst part about it is I had to start getting haircuts on a regular basis. <laughs> that UCLA hat, I mean, my, cause my hair was, uh, it would get kind of wild and, and uh, grow out, not so much down, it would grow out. And so <laughs> that kept it tame and you could even take the hat off, but uh, yeah, I know my senior picture, you know, you can, you can tell <laughs> I just took the baseball hat off, but it definitely saved me quite a bit of money on haircuts. So here's a great UCLA hat story. It's Halloween. We're at a Halloween party. Everybody's there in costume. Mr. Sauter, Jimmy Sauter, is a ghost. But so he has the white sheet on, but he has the UCLA hat on top. So you <laughs> knew who it was. It was a great visual. It was just, I think about that. Every time I see some kid dressed up as a ghost for when my kids go trick-or-treat or anything, all I think about is Jimmy Sauter with the ghost costume. Just basically a sheet with holes in it and the UCLA hat. Yeah, there's there's so many fond memories. I gotta say, and I I and this might be edited out, but I thank you so much for these podcasts. They're hilarious. I I love them. I listen. I've listened to almost every one of them. But others, you remember the RC Cola days? That's right, RC Cola. That's right. right. <laughs> and then you would be driving around on your bike with like trophy guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, trophy, trophy man. Yeah. yeah, I didn't have a lot of trophies, so when I got one, yeah, a little trophy guy. I literally like it was in my mouth like a cigar. <laughs> the time. I love it. Oh, trophy guy, man, that brings back memories. I love it. All right, so here's the last one, and then we can talk about other stuff too. But Mister Sauter in the Midwest, tell me about how did how did this California boy from the Golden Ghetto of Almaden Valley get to the Midwest? All right. After born and raised in San Jose, grew up practically in that house. I was pretty much born in that, in the house right by around the corner from you and San Jose State, West Valley, San Jose State. And then I got a job and then they, they asked me if I wanted to go down to Southern California. And I did that. I thought, yeah, I've, I've never lived anywhere else. Why, why not? And then, and then they said, how about Chicago? And, and I thought, yeah, what the heck? I always thought I'd be back, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, yeah. And here we are about 30, 
gosh, it's been about 30 years now. Actually, it has been 30 years. I think wow. it was 91 when I moved from California. And now I'm, yeah, I'm looking to relocate into Florida. I just, yeah. I got, I just got back a couple of days ago and, and so it might be Florida next. But, so you winter, yeah. you winter in Florida, get out of that freezing cold uh, winter and go to Florida this, this winter and then maybe Florida all the time now? Yeah, I may possibly full time. We'll see. I, the interesting part about it is I went down to Florida right after Christmas and then I, I ended up getting COVID down there. Oh, and yeah, that was that was worse than I thought it would be. But but it went fine. And so, yeah, I'll probably I'm still figuring things out in terms of if I relocate down there or not. That's great. Again, Mr. Sauter, he is the man. It's so great to have you on Bath and tell some Jimmy Sauter stories. Either you were cracking somebody with your head in your helmet or you were a ghost with your UCLA hat and so much more. Again, thanks so much for being on, Jimmy. You were great. No, thanks, Todd. I really appreciate you guys doing these things. They're, they're absolutely fantastic. All right. That is Bath for this week. Again, uh, uh, go to the website Saving Innocence. It is an unbelievable tragedy that's going on right now in, in America. It is our future, our kids. Saving Innocence is are, it's just coming alongside these kids that have been in sex slavery or have been just uh, totally, it is one of those things that when you hear about it, you, you, you got to do something. So your prayers and money, whatever can help these fabulous women and Alan Smith in the pursuit of helping these kids in the inner city, savinginnocence.org. That's our show today. Remember, if it's Thursday, it's bath time. Thank you for listening. Please go check out Saving Innocence on their website. Follow their social media at Saving Innocence and make a donation. There's a link in the show notes. Have a great day.